Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of No Socks. This is episode 15. Um, I'm your host, Pat, joined by Kate, Kate Sith, Katie. I'm going to keep calling you all these things now. Um, and today we are joined with a special guest, uh, Lifska. Hello. Hi. Sorry, I don't know why I waved. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. And it'll be good for the, uh, the YouTube viewers. Oh, yes. Oh, wait, Spotify has video. Yes, that's new to me, actually. I realized when I was watching your podcast, I was like, what? You can see and hear. Yeah, it's it's really weird. It's like the third or fourth revelation during a podcast. Someone, a guest has had, they're like, oh, I realize watching your podcast, Spotify has video. Yeah. Can you? Technology. I can't keep up. I can't keep up. Is it possible to put music videos on that as well? Or is it just the podcast? I don't know. Yeah, I'm curious. that. That I don't know. Because that would take a lot of, it's like, because, you know, they have like that steel, they have that sort of roll, I think, where it's like a couple of seconds of your music Yeah, video. you can watch the, like, mm. Yeah, I'm like, is that going to, like, for, I don't know, do people, would you want that though? Like, to have. Mm. To watch the whole clip. Like a music video, yeah, whilst you're listening to your song. Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> yeah. It's just a thought. It's, it's a weird, it's a weird thought. Um. Mm. But you know, um, I think you would you wouldn't want to watch the video clip on the as a musician you wouldn't watch the video clip on the Spotify you'd want to keep it on YouTube because mm. that would keep like the stats and views yeah. right I don't know how Ooh, that works with Spotify that, the that is true yeah that does make sense actually and maybe instead of getting one play you could get two plays right that makes sense you listen to it like oh I'm curious oh there's a music video for this I'll check that out it's like you get a bit more surprised that Double. way yeah mm. that's true. But then uh, if you don't like yeah. the song, you're not going to go to the video clip. Um, well, what if you're looking for redemption? Maybe. But then again... I don't know about that. <laughs> just, just adding a video to your, to your song, does that really make a difference? Oh. I mean, it could actually. Some, some make or break. I think break. we should make a video clip and test this theory yeah. on Spotify. <laughs> Maybe you should. Yeah. Is it possible? <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know... How? Yeah, no, we're here. The question, the golden You're not question. You're on that idea, are you? Uh, I don't think it's going to make much of a difference. Um, but you know, the the golden question, uh, as we always ask, is uh, how was your journey here? The journey was pretty short because I live pretty close by. A uh, bit cold and wet today. But otherwise, I think it was pretty good. Yeah. I feel like it gets so dark now so quickly. It's just yeah. not. Not nice at night, but about, yeah, six. It was like, it goes. It's like down. It's like almost like almost at six o'clock, and it's already like, mm, the yeah, sun's already going down. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But other than that, delighted to be here where it's nice and light and warm. Yeah, yeah. It's actually pretty. It, today is actually, it actually fairly is. warm. It's considering very, very strange because it's usually very cold in this house. Ah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. got lucky not... today, I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It was sunny for a while, I guess, but now it's now it's getting cold. So. Oh, maybe because it was like over the weekend, it was kind of like not that cold. So maybe the house is sort of catching up with the weather the past few days. And oh, so maybe yeah. tomorrow, the next couple of days, oh. just like rug up. Which is, you know, sad for me living in this house, but good for you guys because you don't have to be here. So, mm. so I'm, I'm telling you to rug up. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> it's coming. Thank you for the warning. <laughs> cool. I love that this podcast is chronicling... Um, the different weeks, weathers. That's good. We'll know the weather of every Monday. Yeah. It's important to know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Although have we ever, I think we've only ever filmed one 
because I was worried because it's sort of rain. It's sort of like spitting outside at this moment. So I was like wondering, have we, we, we've done an episode where it's actually rained before, right? Yeah. And I don't remember how that sounded. I, <laughs> did it sound okay? I mean, Jeremy is- As in, could you hear fun. it through the podcast? Yeah, I was wondering, oh. did, could you? It was, it was nah. fine. It was fine? Okay. Yeah. No, there you go. Stress no more. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Just right. ambient weather effects. We should get that for like the most depressing episode. Just having just rain just going in the background. <laughs> really add to the mood. Um, is that where you're going with this one? Or? <laughs> oh, no, no. Uh, I mean, could go that way. Uh, the, yeah. Um, so, you know, so like actually, you know, this was like, we, we, we did want you on the podcast, like, I guess two weeks ago, but then you, you know, you got sick with COVID. Oh, um, yes. Finally got me. Yeah. I think I did pretty well to avoid it for this long, but mm. yes, I was out of action for a week and a bit. Um, mm. But yeah, all good now, yeah. obviously. Is it sort of scary? Like the, in the sense that like, cause I guess your, your GP, I assume was just like, you, you, know, you shouldn't be singing or anything or doing anything to strain your voice and like, yeah. Is that fear kind of like as a, you know, because you, you're yeah, a vocalist? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's like just, it's more than just the singing. It's more about, um, yeah, just being really careful and um, resting more than you think you need to because, you know, the whole long COVID thing is, is a real mm. thing. Mm. Um, mm. And like I'm, I'm someone who likes to exercise a lot. So I was sort of like, when can I like jump back in? And, you know, I feel like after a week, I'm like, oh, I want to do something, go for a run or do some sort of exercise. And mm. that's when you've got to be like really careful just make sure yeah. that you're just yeah um not pushing yourself too hard you know any discomfort in your chest it's all like respiratory breathing mm. stuff which then yes with singing as well can affect it so yeah i just took it really easy um didn't really have like any sort of sore throat symptoms to like stop me from singing but i think yeah the the whole breathing and it, yeah. it's like an exercise singing anyway so yeah right. yeah what kind of exercise do you um do you usually do like do you play a certain sport I think it's safe for singing. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, it's acrobats. Um, but, yeah. Um, yeah. I do, I've got like a little home gym, so I have like a little oh. circuit. Yeah, I've been, I have the, don't judge me, I've got the Centre app, which is the Chris Hemsworth app where you can, oh. he's got like, he streams like all these little workouts on there. He doesn't actually take them, which is, everyone signs up for it. It's like, oh my God, Chris Hemsworth's been <laughs> on it. Um, this is the first time hearing about this, so I'm just, wow. well, okay. Yeah. If you're going to sign up for it, don't think you're going to see Chris Hemsworth on it all the time. Anyway, it's it's really good. Like, there's a whole range of different workouts. You can do, yeah. like, HIIT workouts, boxing, yoga, mm. Pilates, that sort of stuff. Um, and it's got, like, uh, recipes as well. So it's, like, a very, you mm. know, holistic, you know, um, and there's, like, meditation to kind of, like, that whole approach is, like, we look after your mental, physical, mm. and, like, your nutrition as well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like, the HIIT workouts, I like the sort of, yeah, I, I feel like I don't love the just running for like half an hour. Like mm. it just gets so bored easily. So I feel like the HIIT workouts when you're doing like 30 seconds of this, 30 seconds of that. Yeah, that's more my thing. Yeah. I mean, I guess like when, like, cause you, have you gone running recently or gone for a walk? <laughs> I went for a walk. Thank yes. you for following up with that, Pat. Sorry. Um, <laughs> definitely uh, fallen, fallen off the wagon. Yeah, you could say in, in many regards, but um. I was, and still am, like, I have a love despite currently not practicing. Um, I really do appreciate and value yoga. And yep. things that especially focus on the mind and body connection. Mm. And I think um, 
that's something that benefits all musicians as well. Like we haven't actually spoke about yoga, I don't think, on the podcast. Do you do yoga? I no? don't, mm. but I have done so in the past. Mm. I had like a massive Pilates phase, which I kind Ooh. of maybe like a different kind of. It's sort yeah, of. It's, it's like an yeah, offshoot, yeah, right? Yeah. In some ways, yeah. Um, but yeah, I was doing that a lot, and then I just yeah. had to like change it up <laughs> and do something different. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yoga is a good one. I'm so like not flexible, so I just feel like <laughs> yeah. if I can just do the app at home when yeah. no one's watching me, it's okay. Oh, yeah. But if I do a class, not okay <laughs> for the uh, confidence. I, I tell you what, I, I can't believe we're sitting here right now talking about ec- exercise. I don't think this is has this ever happened. <laughs> no, I'm just yeah. Like when you, now that you mentioned like just group like group fitness and stuff, it's just like it's always a strange sort of sight because. Um, I haven't gone swimming in like a couple, I guess a couple months now. It's like, you just always have like water aerobics classes. I'm like, huh. I wonder what it'd be like to actually kind of, cause, because the demographic of those, like those fitness groups, uh, usually there's not really young people. Let's just say like not mm. generally not like, you know, teenagers to at young adult adolescents and stuff. So mm. it's like, huh. I wonder what those classes would like. I'm kind of curious to just just join one one day because it's just because it's it looks interesting. It looks fun in some ways. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I might just be. I just get a bunch of weird looks though, probably. Because um, yeah, there's a certain demographic. If you've if you've ever been to the pool, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Mm. Um, <laughs> sorry, this is the beast tangent. Yeah. This, this is this is. This is strange. Uh, what have we walked into? Is this no socks? <laughs> I was a, a point. Fitness though. podcast, one of those. Fitness podcast. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was going to say though. You said, um, you know, you couldn't just go for a run for a halfer because you like to do different things and yeah, change it up. Have you always been that? Been like that your whole life? And does that? Yeah, I mean, crossover like, with music as well. Uh, music. I don't know, it's, a, it's kind of hard to draw parallels to that because I feel like music, you are very focused, mm. but it does change because thinking about different progressions in the song and different songs mm. coming up. Whereas yeah. I feel like running, you're just, I'm just like looking at my Fitbit going like, when am I, have I reached like the yeah. 3K point, like <laughs> counting down, like, come on, come do, on. Do you listen to music when you run? I do. And sometimes I don't. Um, mm. yeah, both are equally as difficult for me to get through. <laughs> mm. No tips or tricks for me, but uh prior to my little gym phase i've been mm. like a team sports person so i've been okay. basketball or tennis so i've always yep. been like chasing a ball and not thinking about it yeah and i think that's how i overcome that sort of stuff mm. with the music i'm not thinking about you know just getting through it i'm thinking about oh, the yeah, song sure. in the moment that sort of stuff you're, Whereas, you're probably actually enjoying it uh, i hope yeah. hence why you <laughs> yeah i think, I, I, think I like it <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah is is it sort of then i guess your whole sort of songwriting process is it do you feel like you, like how intuitive is it to you? So do you, because from what you just said, it sounds like you definitely think a lot about it though, but are there moments where you're just like, you know, starting it? Is it very like, I'm just going to do this and then go from there and then start sort of redrafting it or how does that work? Yeah, I think um, being like a solo music project, it puts a lot of, I guess, it puts a lot back on me to be able to write mm. the different songs, the different parts for every song. Um so, yeah, I think there's days where you'll think, like, this is a great idea and you'll just start jamming something on the guitar or play something on the piano and then, you like, you know, I normally sort of build layers on that, you know, more and more and more. Yep. 
Mm-hmm. And, you just, and usually the lyrics are like the last thing I attack. It's all about, for me, it's all about creating this sort of mood first. Mm-hmm. And then I attach the words to kind of describe how that's kind of reflected in the music piece. Mm-hmm. Which is okay. a bit like a different process to some people. I know, I mm-hmm. wish I could be someone who could just sit and like write lyrics and then translate it to music. But I've always done music first, built layers and then... Mm-hmm got some sort of harmony ideas of kind of where I want the voice to sit and what kind of melody I want, want it oh. to sort of sing, yeah. Mm. And then I try and put some words to make it sound good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, good. I, yeah, I think it makes, like, listening to the songs, I think your melodies, like, your vocal melodies aren't, um, like, they they don't feel too static to me. Like, that's in a good way. Like, there's some they feel pretty melodic um just yeah. listening to it so hearing mm-hmm. that like you they come after a lot of things kind of makes sense to me like that, that's what i'm just i'm just like oh that makes sense mm-hmm. i guess the way it sounds yeah. doesn't yeah not that you don't focus on the lyrics i assume i imagine you do but yeah yeah like it's not the first thing yeah it kind of mm-hmm. yeah it makes sense like <laughs> listening to it now mm-hmm. or thinking mm-hmm. back on when i listen to it yeah mm-hmm. I've, I've probably come from a perspective of uh well, I have wrote a lot of lyrics first, or maybe I'll, you know, sing a little like, and maybe there's a lyric that has a melody, mm. and then I'll write down the lyric, and then usually it'll just go, and turn into, turn into some free verse um, ramble, and then I'll just, they'll all just be there. It's been a long, been a long time since I've actually wrote, but. Um, do you play other instruments as well to kind of, yeah. Yeah, 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 I do we should have established this it's all to the music video guys yeah. uh, we've got to work together music video. collaboration yeah yeah so what instrument do you play i think all podcasts or podcasts no socks oh, yeah. people would know but i well i grew up um i played a bit of piano yep and um for i don't know just a and b stuff yeah, um, been there, done that. yeah uh-huh. started uh writing music when I was eight though um and it was mainly to entertain uh and I would just laugh all the time and it would be about really dumb stuff like Milo or oh my gosh we hate boys so much um I don't know deep issues oh like there once was a man and then he was hit in the head just really (laughs) obscure stuff and then my friend would be like oh my god that's so good and, um, so <laughs> and then, and then, yeah, a while after the, the entertainer phase wore off and then it was mm. all deep introspection yep. and just, and I was kind of one of those people who, uh, well, I ended up shying away from writing about, um, like relationships. And then I started to write about really obscure stories and things like that. But I don't know. It, writing, that's what I'm saying is tended to. You, you can hear it that sometimes a lot of my music, it lacks that um, melody, uh, like a fully formed song. There's a lot of areas missing because I didn't approach it as crafting a painting first and then, mm. I don't know, putting the figure in. Or I don't know if any of that makes sense. That's a bit of a tangent. I'm not, I'm not used to um, um, pulling that information out of nowhere. But I mean, I, I'd argue that's kind of the singer-songwriter sort of yeah. style, though. And it's not mm. easy as well to kind of mm. pull everything out and be like, oh, that makes sense. Cool, done. Five minutes. There's yeah. my next album, you know? Like, yeah. it's, it takes yeah, ages and sometimes years yeah. to, like, create one song for some people, mm. you know? We're crying because we did a bit there and done that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
It's still doing that actually. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I guess, so, you know, you just mentioned Amy B. Yeah. Um, was that for piano or was yeah, that guitar? So, yeah, uh, piano. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So that was my <laughs> staple instrument. Yeah. I think piano oh, cool. is like one of the best like foundation instruments. For sure. And even though I did not enjoy those exams. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think what it's taught me, uh, you know, about reading music and writing music, that's all oh, just yeah. helped so much, you know. And now yeah, I still, right. you know. I still write like synth pieces mm. based on piano or piano, you know, as well in the song. Yeah. So like I still incorporate everything I've learned from that aspect, mm. but then I just started exploring new instruments, um, mm. had a massive muse phase in like oh, when on. they had that like Absolution album, <laughs> yeah. not, not so much this stuff now, but like the, yeah. that was like, I got to learn how to play guitar and then like the effects and crazy stuff mm. that Matt Bellamy does with his guitar. I was like, yeah. oh my God, that's a guitar making like all these crazy sounds. And then that was it. I was like, all right, see ya, piano. Cool. So wait, so plot that on like a timeline for me. So how, so you began with piano and then. Yeah. So yeah. I think I got up when like, did the muse phase kick in? Uh, the guitar? Probably. So I was playing piano. Mm. I did like, I think I got up to like grade six mm. in Amy B. That's, and I think I was that's, about. That's pretty, six that's pretty good. Ago. That's like a. That's a great, that's like a, a uni standard I, almost. Like oh, yeah, entry. Like I didn't actually. Really? Oh. Yeah. Yeah, you'd be surprised, but like. Uh, but it was like. Definitely. I was probably. Or VC, like level. Yeah, I mean, I did that like, yeah, mm. like 15 years ago, probably at least. Mm. And then right. when I got into high school, that was when I was like, okay, let's choose a different instrument. Mm. And I went with guitar. Actually, no, we had a, a compulsory music program at my high school. And it was all like classical stuff. And oh, I was just like, I, uh, I should have gone with the violin. Anyway, I'm not going to regret about it yeah. now. <laughs> I've moved on, clearly. Um, but I went with like an electric bass. And then I was like, mm. oh, because okay. yeah. it's like cool, you know, electric mm. instrument. And then that kind of, I was sort of parallel to that learning electric guitar as well. So I was like, cool, two mm. birds, one stone. I can play both instruments. Cool. Just add that to my little catalog of instruments cool. to write with. Um, and then... A couple of years later, so I took like guitar lessons, learned mm. how to play like you know Paramore and all the all then the classics. You, then you heard yeah. Hysteria from uh, an Absolution as the bass. Don't worry, I, that is yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just like what? distortion pedal bass. <laughs> yep, yep, still can play it today. Um, that was yeah. one of my biggest moments of bass playing. I think was learning how to play that song. <laughs> it's a great song. Um, it, it is. Yeah. I can't believe I haven't heard it. Uh, that album is so good. I'm trying to think of what else is on that album. You've got Hysteria, you've got... Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah, yeah, you did actually, yeah. Apocalypse Please, great piano. And like, I think what I loved about Muse is that Matt Bellamy was so good at the piano mm. and the guitar. The bassist was amazing bassist and mm. then Dom yeah. on the drums was so good. It turned so, up the bass in those albums and you're like, yes. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I th yeah, because I think at one point there was just like, you wouldn't hear much bass and then that... I feel like, yeah, the three-piece, that band was like, you could hear it very well. It was yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I and think... then a couple of years later, um, for my birthday, I got an electronic drum kit. And I was like, this is <gasps> it. I'm done. <laughs> this yeah. is the best instrument ever. And then you could, like, play your plug-in. Uh, sorry, you can plug, plug in, in your... baby. <laughs> yeah, plug in baby. That's another great song. Not um, that album, previous album. But, yeah, plug in your iPod at this stage. Yeah. <laughs> mm. And then play along, and I was like, sort of taught myself how cool. to kind of play drums. Yeah, and right. It was just like so much fun. 
Wow. So you're saying you practically had a home studio by the end of like high school? Yeah. Yep. That's Jeez. great. And I had a little garage band and I was just <laughs> like recording stuff. Oh yes, I've actually never, I hadn't, I mean, really? I've, I've, I had garage band, but I never really went, I, I was, I was, in a, I was a cheaper. I was like, I didn't want to buy garage band. Cause you know, there's like the freemium version and it's like, there's yeah. that. I didn't even know that. No, I just, I just opened it up when I, when I was in like grade four, cause I had to record a, some kind of book assignment thing. And it's, I've got a disc somewhere and it's, and I can just hear my voice in my head going, Bojangles. Cause there was like this character called Bojangles. Uh, Bojangles was a sad rabbit. I don't know why I'm British <laughs> in it, but, and it has that. It's like this classic garage band sound. Right. So yeah. I wasn't making music at that stage, but definitely came around to the garage band sounds. It's a good, it's a great little um, platform to use if you're wanting to, like mm. a really basic it's, sound. It's a good and, start off. Yeah, mm. definitely. Now I use Logic Pro yeah, right. and like it's the best. I really enjoy. Mm. I don't have a Mac or anything, so I can't use Logic. <laughs> Fair enough. I've been using Cubase recently and I'm like, okay, this is Cubase. Fair enough. <laughs> it can be a bit ugly sometimes, but. Yeah. You know, as long it's as. It's better it... than Pro Tools first, so. Fair enough. Yeah. Jeremy, right? <laughs> it's, it's, it's better than Pro Tools first. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but sorry. What were you saying? Um, I can't quite remember, but I was going to say something about. Okay, so at. Um... So with Logic now, at what point, like, did you really start? Because you're, like, the production in your music is, like, really top tier. And do you... Do I you can't claim me? credit for that. Oh. <laughs> I wish. Like... Oh. <laughs> I can record stuff in then, record mm. demos and, you know... Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, make basic mixes of songs. Oh, but okay. Right. To yeah. get, like, the final... Yeah, the next level for those songs anyway. Um, mm. I worked with a producer, Adam Beath, who's like a really good friend of mine now. Mm, um, cool. And he's amazing. What he did to those songs to like make it sound huge. Yeah. I was sitting with him while I was doing it. I'm like, I don't know what you're doing. It just sounds huge. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. Um, but yeah, I think working with him, definitely I learned a lot about the production side of things. Mm. But yeah, I think there's... It's like if you want to sort of be your own producer, there's a massive learning curve. And you've mm. got to really invest a lot of time learning how to do things yeah. on the program. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, not for everyone. Very technical. Mm. So, but, it's, yeah. I mean, it's something I'd like to, like, do in the future, but at the same time, there is that huge learning curve. And yeah. so it's just, it's sort of like, I guess now it's like if I need to make a demo or, like, a backing track for whatever, for, like, a student or something, I'm like, I guess this is sort of time to practice like my yeah. skills, but otherwise I wouldn't, because you know how they, I think they say to, you know, oh, you just, you know, find a song that you like or something and then just sort of record everything and then try to mix it as if it was like, and record, yeah. mix it like the actual song. But like, yeah. it's, it's a bit of, a, it's quite a lot of effort to do that. Um, so I don't know. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, and my problem tough. is I was like, the bass has to sound huge. <laughs> and Adam would be like, okay, yeah, yeah. But like in yep. perspective with all the other instruments that we want to hear, <laughs> all the other layers, 
you gotta find the balance, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, all right, all right, all right, okay. I had to let go of the balance, but <laughs> you can still hear it, but just, not just... at the level that I would, you know, was hoping mm-hmm. for. But yeah, I think it's also good to kind of sometimes with your own music, just step, take a step mm-hmm. back and let someone else kind of listen to it fresh ears because mm. you're so consumed in the process and you want to be, all you can hear is things a certain way. So just having a fresh pair of ears, listen to it and help you mix it and produce it is also really useful. Yeah, definitely had uh, a mistake. Oh, I guess a, sort of a mistake um, with the song um, that I released where I'm sorry, Jeremy, you're, you're right. We, you should, we should have, I uh, just like, we should have probably not have, um, cause I, I did this weird thing where I wanted to put the vocals like just a little lower, but then if you listen to it at lower volumes, it's very hard. It's like, you can hear the vocals mm. or at higher volumes. It kind of does get sort of lost in the mix a little bit. Um, so yeah, that was my decision. So it just goes to show you how much of a fine yeah. balancing act it is. So, like, how many tracks did you have in that song recorded? How many tracks did we have? <laughs> I don't know. It was quite a bit, I think. And I'll tell you how many layers I had in my track. I can imagine we can it compare. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was a lot, but it wasn't that much. It was probably mm. about... I'm just going to count all the drums as one. <laughs> <laughs> one, uh, four, five, six, seven, eight. At least eight non-drum tracks. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I imagine yours would be like something around like thirty yeah. to forty. You, you is it more than that? You do. Well I mean, over a hundred. Because <laughs> you do harmonies, <laughs> yeah, as well. And there's okay. a lot of different but textures in there. Yeah, it's a lot, a lot yeah. happening. It's a real production. And then I think you have to remember, like, you know, you don't mm. get too caught up with having a massive production because then it's like at the end of the day, I'm the only one playing it live. So you want to make sure that you can yeah. you can still kind of replicate a big show. And that's been a big learning point for me, mm. how to, yeah. by myself, learn all, like, the technical parts of it to be able to play what I want to play live and also have, mm. like, backing tracks and stuff. But finding a good balance where it's not, like, too heavily produced but still has, like, a live feel to it. Yeah. Right. So okay. it's, like, you know, it's just about finding that balance, I guess. Yeah. And at least when you're playing the show, making sure that you're playing what's the most important part of the song. Like yeah. you can't always have like the hundred layers of harmonies. You can cut it back. You know, have no harmonies. You know. That, but yeah. That 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 really resonates with me because that's something that um, like I would try to perform my originals um, through like when I went to uni. There was like a, we would do ensembles, and I think I did an original every one except for one, and I would always find that. In my head, and if I record a demo, I'm like, you know, I could probably stack harmonies for like, for 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 years. But should I? Mm-hmm. How do you know? How do you know when to? When's enough? When enough. is it enough? Enough, enough? And when is it okay? That's too much. And then like, how? Yeah, how do you deal with? Okay, but who else is gonna? Who else is gonna be like? You're okay. I mean, I'll I'll commit to this. I don't know random harmony oh filled mess of a set list i don't know so one day one day dreams got dreams do you do you perform so you perform alone yep would you ever perform with other with other people i mean your music doesn't really yeah yeah, i mean it's really synth heavy yeah 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 i mean i used to be uh in a band Mm. like an indie rock band called seattle fix yeah Mm. and that was I used to be like a full band and then just over the years, yeah, life happens. 
Yeah. Ended up just being me and the drummer for a while. Mm. And then, you know, we're still trying to create like a big show. And I think having live drums really adds like a, you know, oof, live presence. Yeah. So I'd love to be able to have live drums again, but like am I at that stage right now where it's like a make or break? No. I think the drums Mm. that I write are not necessarily about being like super busy or crazy drum riffs. It's about simple but like interesting beats, you know. Mm. Yeah, okay. And you can do that in a simple way. You don't have to play Mm. a crazy riff, at least for the type of music that I'm trying to um, produce. doesn't need to be a crazy... I'm not trying to show that I'm an amazing, you know, beat producer or amazing guitarist. For me, it's about the sort of complement and the balance of all the, Mm. like, instruments that I am writing. Serving the song. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's got its... Every instrument's got its place and no one's sort of overpowering. Mm. Yeah. I guess how has that sort of changed... Because I think it's, it's 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 pretty it's different, isn't it? Like going on that stage live as compared to being on you know with four mm. of you. Was it four? Uh, at one stage, yep. And then it was stage, three for a while, and then yeah, two. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Is is how's that feel? I guess because I know mm. you just said well, you did just say like you missed the live drums. I guess. Yeah. Um, anything else that sort of feels. Like anything else you feel like you need to do instead mm. when you're just by yourself on that stage? I think uh, it's just when it's just you on stage, you kind of it's the hard part is it's like it's all about you, right? So mm. everyone's watching you, everything that you're doing is mm. you're in control of the whole show, which can be like scary mm. and terrifying, <laughs> but also like empowering. Yeah. Like, I got this, I don't need anybody, yeah. I can do it all on my own, sort of thing. The one man band. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But I think when you start to sort of um, bring electronics into your show and start learning about, you know, different tech to bring with you to try and still rec- recreate like mm. a big show, yeah, it's always a little bit risky about, oh, you know, if this doesn't work and this doesn't play, you know, it, there's a, you know, there's a whole another aspect to it that you can ordinarily yeah. rely on someone else to play another instrument live That's with you because yeah. if you know, you muck up, you can laugh it off or stop the song or, you know, start a different part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't really have that with, like, the way I have my current show at the moment. Mm. So it's me, yeah. you know, click tracks, backing tracks. It's very, like, you know, I've got a whole mm. set list that I kind of just work through. There's time to, like, improvise and stuff, but it is, like, a lot more work. And yeah. so you're yeah. pretty, like, exhausted after getting through a set because it's a lot to th- – you're thinking about yeah. a lot of different things and you just want to make sure that – the crowd can hear the song as best as it can, you know, yeah. Yeah. and you're not, yeah. So it's, it's challenging, but I think mm. it's been really rewarding for me to be like, to have been able to release it all and record the songs. And mm. my old band, um, my vocals were never like a main part of it. Like mm. I was all like mm. cool, you know, catchy guitar riffs, like indie rock sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, cool, crazy drums and shoegazy sort of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, like, started to kind of introduce synthy poppy elements, but it was never really about that. Mm-hmm. And even my vocals were sort of, like, very average. Whereas for this new music project, it was all about me. I kind of, like, took a challenge upon myself to be like, no, it's, it's going to be all about the vocals. I'm going to make sure that, like, uh, it's going to be, like, the forefront. Mm-hmm. So, like, coming back to your um, comments before about having lots of different layers of harmonies, yeah. there's always one that's, like, the dominating one. The rest are just mm-hmm. kind of, like, supporting it, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if you strip yeah, it away, it would yeah. still sound good. But yeah. it just adds that nice element mm. to it. It's like you've got a good foundational base and then you you got like this your, your simple base and then you just just adding Build extra it. steps to it. Yeah, 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 pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
so yeah now yeah I feel a lot more confident on stage mm. knowing that like yep just it's gonna sound as good as it sounds I've done mm. all the work it's on me to you know give the audience the best show that I can um and yeah I then remember to try and enjoy it as well <laughs> yeah right. in amongst everything else that's going on but yeah it, I think it is quite like empowering to have been able to like launch it and actually been like yeah okay I can make this work mm. I think the scariest part was launching at the start of last year and then playing that first show being like yeah I've gone to like rehearsal studios and practiced this it should mm. be fine it should be fine but yeah. I've never done this live before yeah. <laughs> and so I didn't yeah. tell any of my friends that I was doing these like secret gigs I was like I just gotta make sure it all sounds <laughs> fine I and it did I bet yeah. I wondered how many people can <laughs> how many people have done the same thing because that's something like i've done that i know saffron moore has done that sometimes as in like play a gig a, like a gig that you don't tell you don't you're, invite you like, to well, you, might be, you might be like i'm a bit nervous so i'm just gonna tell no one and just go <laughs> like well I, I only did it as a test show i'm not gonna be mm. like doing crazy like you know yeah hidden, hidden appearances <laughs> i love that but it was more just to make sure that I could do this because yeah. it was yeah. a massive learning curve, massive change to what I've done in the past. Mm. Mm. So I was nervous as hell. <laughs> wow. Um, but, yeah. Is there a reason, because, you know, you play piano and you, you do your synth work and then you, you play guitar, is there any reason why you specifically choose to play guitar on stage and not synth? Mm. Um, like I just is it just because it's it's more fun or like I think that too I think um, I mean I did just buy a like one of those Novation launch key oh, yeah. keyboards yeah. which does give me the ability to plug into my uh, Logic Pro and my little plugins and things mm -hmm. in Ableton yeah. um, which again are the whole learning curve for another day mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean part of me is interested in incorporating more piano mm -hmm. elements and things mm. Um, but at this stage, I guess I'm happy with the current setup. But I like playing guitar and standing up and playing. I feel like mm. piano, you can't really get into it as much because you've got this piano in front of you. <laughs> it's all about the hand, just like, just, just that. That's no. something that <laughs> I relate to that so much because we've, you know, as the band that Pat, me, and Brandon that we're in, um, we've been trying to get a keys player mm -hmm. for so long. <laughs> um, anyway. And I was originally the keys player, and then I stepped in for lead vocals. I was like, oh my gosh, so much fun. Just, you know, I was getting into, okay, I can, I could actually move a little bit when I, when I dance. Like it was, it was, it, that band helped me um, start to have fun with music again, because it, mm. it went to a place where it, um, just like a lot of stress and anxiety got in the way of mm. just, just having fun. Yeah. Um, but then it, being like, oh my god, because we've got a gig coming up um, June first, by the way. Yeah. Um, Workers Club supporting Gallagath and Broad Spectrum Placebo. Yeah, I can't believe that exists in my head. Anyway, um, but playing, but then it's like, Caitlin, you're gonna have to do it, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm gonna have to play the keys. And as soon as I'm behind the keys and I'm trying to sing the parts, I feel like I'm just hindered. Or something and there's yeah. something that you can't move in the same way and because then my arms are going to be out out of place and because i mean i'm sure if i just practiced every day for five hours i could do it but sometimes <laughs> sometimes you just, you're just a little bit busy yeah and then if your fingers 
slip a little bit, like if I'm playing uke or something, then you can just slide back up. Yeah. But with piano, maybe it's just the old Amy B rigid structures. (laughs) Grace notes. It's all good. Use the if you had the launch key, just use the mod wheel. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> just pitch bend it up. It's fine. There are so many factors. If your stand is and the yeah. ground is uneven and then it's wonky, it's just like meh. Yeah. Frustrating. I was just thinking, you just need to do the hair flick if you have enough hair and that's mm. instant style. If I have enough hair, that's really insulting. <laughs> Give it all my hair. That's well, I did actually try once playing with a piano and mm. singing, which I'd never done before, mm. but I played this... Um, random gig at Deacon Edge on Fed oh. Square for a Polish okay. festival thing and they asked yeah. me to play cool. some Polish um, and I was like can I play my songs in English <laughs> and they're like yeah fine fine <laughs> and I was like okay what, what sort of like instruments do you guys have there and they're like oh we've got like a, a grand piano and I was like mm. uh, okay nice. I can play piano I can play piano so I actually wrote like a stripped down version of all my songs mm. um, and actually got my producer to play sort of guitar, ambient kind of guitar oh. parts. And I sung and played that on piano. Mm. And like that, I had so much fun with that. Like just being able to like change yeah. it up completely. People were like, wait a minute, you but you play that, that instrument too. I was like, I'm not going to pass up an opportunity to play a grand piano. Yeah. <laughs> Don't have one of those just lying around everywhere. <laughs> was it was it in Burwood? Oh, wait, should I no, say it was that? in Fed, like, Fed Square. Oh, like, you know, Fed like, Square. It's like that f- weird box, that glass box. Oh, yeah. That, my, my brain that, was like, yeah. like a, yeah. heard Deacon and was like, ooh. Deacon. Ah, oh, Deacon, Deacon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Nah, this is... uh fool. Yeah. Got but it like... Eyelash in my eye. Oh, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> I just got like an eyelash or something just touching my eye, but please continue. <laughs> just, it's it looks a pretty like, special moment when you play the grand piano, so I can, yeah. if yeah. that's tears of happiness for me, then that's fine. It's okay, Pat. <laughs> I can be honest. Yeah. <laughs> But, it's um, like spiking my eye. It's mm. <laughs> great. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to be excessively blinking. Um, well, okay, yeah. so you said you know, stripped down version of, you know, all, all your set list. Well, how, just how, how much of your catalog, like how much is, you know, what's on Spotify, the tip of the iceberg? Considering I know you had, um, you know, your whole history with your previous band. So just how much do you have for us? And when are we going to hear it? Oh. <laughs> well, oh, you look like you're about to ask a question. No, 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 no. I'm just, just, I'm just, just ready to listen. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, it's the eye. <laughs> it's okay, uh, well, I have, well, the, the sets I played last year were, I think, like 40 minute, 45 mm. minute sets. So I've got the material. Yep. Um, I did... I've got sort of two songs recorded under the belt, yeah. which I'll release later this year. Mm. Um, but yeah, at the moment, just writing, like literally, I have this sort of like practice where every day I'll just like mm. in the evening just spend like 20 minutes, 30 minutes just like playing around on guitars just to kind of, you know, tease mm. out the sort of creative yeah, spark. Okay. Something, so most of the time, it's nothing great, but you know, I just feel like I think insurance is something like, you know, you want to get through like it might take you like a hundred or thousand songs to find like one good one right so mm. if you just keep like trying yeah. to I feel like because I previously I sort of was in this spot where I thought every song I work on has to be like the next single and you yeah. get really fixated and you're like why isn't it working why am I not feeling it forcing <laughs> it like come on come on come on yeah. whereas I feel yeah. like if right. you just naturally go into this routine where you're just like okay I'll play this I'll play this tomorrow and you know just you know just jam out a couple of ideas mm. 
sometimes you're like, oh, that one was actually quite nice or I like that one. You come back to it and then you can build on it a bit more naturally mm. as opposed to forcing ideas that maybe aren't there. Mm. Anyway, that's my little routine. Good tip if you yeah, that's... want to try that one. It sounds like your, your discipline. Would you say that you have really good self-discipline? Uh, I think... No. <laughs> well, I did. I think if mm. you are... In a solo music project, you gotta. You have to be, otherwise, you're not gonna, <laughs> no one else is there to be like, "Come on, let's you do it, do let's practice." Thing. So I feel like you, yeah, and essentially because you're doing like your, all your sort of business admin stuff, social mm. media, and writing and recording and that sort of stuff, yeah, mm. can be a lot. So I think you, yeah, you have to. Part of you has to be quite disciplined mm. to actually be able to get somewhere, but yeah. it's all part of the process. Mm. Mm. Did you go to a, I guess, a music, like a tertiary music school or anything? Uh, I mean, this, the high school I went to had a good music program, but I was more interested in like the sport at that stage. Mm. Okay. I, like it was sort of the instruments at school that I learned about electronic drum kits. It was this like yeah. area called like the Sound House, and it was called had like all the cool like That's recording cool, yeah. programs and oh my God. Yeah. and I learned that sort of stuff like the production side of music, cool. but that sort of just started me out. Like as soon as I left high school, I got really a lot more interested in it um, okay. and performing live and yeah, having a band, rehearsing that all mm. all that sort of stuff that comes with it. Yeah. Okay. When, when was the first time you performed? Do you have any? Because this is something that I think you touch on. Like everyone has these, uh, oh yeah, I remember that performance uh, back in the day when I sang, I don't know, Lady Gaga as an example. Definitely not about me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, do you have any for us? Any stories? I actually sang Lady Gaga. No, no. Um, Wait, really? No, 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 no. <laughs> I never, I could never really do covers. I think the yeah. first, one of the, or actually the first, mm. that's a lie, who did do a cover? I was in year seven and I think the first band I was ever in, we played Numb by Linkin Park and I was playing Beautiful. the bass Dude. and it was fun. Mm-hmm. Like a good start, you know, to the first yeah. band experience sort mm-hmm. of thing. Um, but then at that point I was like, I don't want to be a bassist in a band. I want to yeah. be singing and playing guitar. Um, and so over the years then I kind of started writing music and mm. then played a couple more times at school. But it wasn't until afterwards that you start to kind of leave the school nest of like mm. you're just going to play in the hall every time. It's like no, we can play like bars and venues in Melbourne. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, true. Play around and meet people from everywhere and mm. um, network and that sort of stuff. Mm. Um, but yeah, if you're looking for a crazy story, <laughs> not really. <laughs> good, good for you. Good that that doesn't. It's live all pretty in tame memory. and boring. <laughs> I just, I just remember in um, kindergarten, actually. What? <laughs> Someone started early. <laughs> uh, no, it wasn't actually, it wasn't a music performance. It was, uh, I mean, it's like, you know how your kindergartens have like, yeah, you do a song or something, you know, like, did that happen at your kindergartens? Uh, don't know about kinder, Brandon? but in, in prep, I was a mouse in Cinderella, okay. apparently. Uh-huh. I don't know. They got a song <laughs> to do like some sort of, um, some, I guess, you know, here's a song and you're supposed to do a dance to it or whatnot. Or something and sing to it. I don't remember exactly, but I just remember like just oh god. Um, I think the you know that chicken song. I played that in a flute ensemble. Yeah, I don't know what the song was called. I just remember. Oh, I think it was that, or maybe it was also just 
Um, Did you dance to that, Pat? No, not exactly. I think it might, it might have been Santa Claus, actually. Um, either way, I just remember this, <laughs> Chicken dance this absurd sort of amount of like, when I was sort of singing it, wasn't really singing, I was probably just saying the words also in time. Um, and apparently with- like, Diligent musician with, in time. Um, <laughs> no, in actually, <laughs> it, was in ta- it was in time, but like if you put the temp, like a tempo, tap tempo to it. <laughs> So it just kept on increasing as the song went on. And like, I just, I remember just tapping my foot or something. And so I'd just be like, I don't know if my hands were on my hips. I don't remember. But I was just tapping my foot and just singing Jingle Bells the whole time. Like the whole performance. And like, I guess it just, I remember my mom just going. So, you know, you like, you just practically just pretty much were on that, I guess, doing that performance and you were just constantly tapping your foot the whole time like excessively to like the whole thing and i'm just like oh my god that's wow. that's what i remember and it's just like kindergarten that's like i'm glad my timing got better wow wasn't that's... good in high school at least it got better now though that's such a defining moment i love that one Did... way you can work on it is getting an electronic drum kit mm. Actually, put a snare to that kick on your foot oh, yeah hang on a minute we got a we got a drum kit now oh. drum beat <laughs> Funnily enough, like I, I did, I had, because you mentioned Ed Sheeran, uh, I think I might have mentioned this podcast. I definitely, um, I, I liked my Ed Sheeran at one point. Mm, year um, eight. Year eight, yes. Uh, but like, yeah, I, I went through a, a looping phase. I couldn't get my loops in time because that's how bad Crucial. my timing was at that point. Oh, <laughs> it's no. like, oh my God, it was, yeah, it was awful listening to it. I'm like, oh God. Oh, that, that's probably one of my most cringy moments is that when you try to do looping and you don't manage uh. to loop in time. And I think you, you guys are familiar with that song Photograph? That's true. Yes. Yep. I can't see otherwise we get DMT claim. But um, I think apparently, I don't know if this is true or not, but there's people in like the comment section on, like a, on just YouTube for that, right? And they're just like, God, it infuriates me now. But I, I they've noticed apparently that... <laughs> It's like his loop, he cuts his loop like a little bit early or something. Oh. And so it's like, it just plays catch up. Like it's just like, end of the loop off. and then just like jumps to like the start. Or I think it's like once it's either, or it's actually either like a little bit early or a little bit late. But either way, like the loop isn't in time properly or something. Uh. <laughs> so people are just like, it bothers me so much. But I haven't noticed that. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, the That's looping niche. game is, I didn't know that. is uh, tough. I've, when I first started using GarageBand and mm. thinking I was really good at playing instruments, drums, I thought I'd record stuff without a metronome. Uh, yeah. So at least you're uh, constantly yep. out of time, but I'm like speeding up, slowing down, and then everything's following, like the drums are not really following anything, the guitar's just like, Ugh. Yeah. And then I learnt how to use the metronome function and learnt my lesson. So when are you going to release those songs for us? Uh, the, two, the two songs under the belt? Or are you going to... Yeah. No, I wanted to see the, the garage band ones. <laughs> oh, those I ones are uh, locked in a safe. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, that's not for anyone's listening. So sad. We should... I, I love the idea of just bringing your the ultimate first songs first demos just bring them to the table i think it's it's so funny what you do when you're younger i mean for me i was pretty young so it's 
I mean, I don't know, is eight young? That's pretty young. Some strange stuff that you write. I used to write, I would write um, from a lot of books, I guess. And so some songs were just like, I don't know. Oh, love is true. Ooh, you. You know, just like the true ooh, too blue. I'm so blue. Things like that. Doesn't even make sense, but it rhymes. Yeah. 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 That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Good times. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, you know, so you, you, know, you did try to start releasing music before. I realized that we mentioned COVID and I guess this is the second time we've mentioned it or third time, at least in this podcast. And we're going to have like a guideline on our Spotify saying, get seek help or medical attention. Um, <laughs> but how's how have you kind of coped with because you know you released two songs and you had a lot of momentum mm-hmm. and then that just to sort of have that just go because yeah. lockdowns um, <clears throat> occurred again yeah I mean sort of end of 2020 uh, that's when I sort of started recording and working with Adam and having a ridiculous mm-hmm. amount of instruments in one song <laughs> and okay. then I sort of um, set out 2021 with a massive yearly calendar and they're massive you want the whole year like <laughs> i've got one yeah. of those like the size of this table card calendar <laughs> oh. <laughs> i have one that used to sit on this table it was this big oh yeah nice good times. Um, good. there you go um <laughs> and then yeah i set out like i'm gonna launch the music project this day mm. play gigs on this day yep. you know start working towards things have little goals uh and so yeah then i launched the song uh launched the project in I think Feb last year and then I think the following month released a song and then started talking to people and started playing gigs so I did my little secret show where no one knew mm. who I was yeah <laughs> and make sure that I <laughs> was live ready uh yeah. and then I played yeah a couple of sh- ended up playing a couple of shows at the workers club With, um yeah because I mean we were I like I don't I don't know if you remember that but I don't know if I was oh no you were there <laughs> I was probably just like it was the Olympic white gig and like because we were there because i was mainly there oh so you've actually seen me live yeah i did actually see you live um it was nice yeah and then it became like a dance floor (laughs) yeah because everyone was like really far back and i remember you saying you know come closer yeah and everybody everyone did come. that is like the most powerful thing ever if everyone's at the back of the room and you say come forward and they all just like they're obey like, like, this, is, okay. this is my kind of power <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that um yeah then because that was the same that was actually the last gig for natural state so that's yeah why. that's right um yeah. yeah i don't remember i think i might have been only there for half of it though because i think it was it was really noisy in the workers club that day especially when olympic yeah. light came on i was like yeah i think that was that was one of the first that was one of the first gigs I'd been back to since. Because they. Things have. Yeah, shut. Because we, we were in some sort of lockdown at the start of that year. Or there was yeah. restrictions that were yeah. all sort of coming. Mm. And then I yeah. think. Yeah, at like sort of May, June, July, mm. things started opening up again. Yeah, and yeah. so, like, musicians are like, yeah, let's jump on this gig and this mm. bill or whatever. And then, yeah, I got, I got along really well with the guys at Olympic Wire. Mm. And, um, mm. yeah, we we're chatting about like other shows to play this year and stuff. Yeah, and then, cool. That's cool couple months later no shows <laughs> for a while not so cool oh. no yeah um 
so yeah, it's annoying because you start to build plan mm. a year and want to release songs and. I didn't. I didn't love the idea of releasing just a song like online, not having like a show to kind of yes you know, to celebrate, giving it yeah, a bit like an right. occasion to play a show, right? Yep. Um, yeah. And so yeah, at the moment I've only released it online, and I know like bands have had to resort to just releasing it online, and it just kind of like takes a bit of yep. the excitement out of it and yeah. the fun part when you get to actually get to see it live. Um, mm. So yeah, I mean you had like a cool period of months, a uh, busy period of months mid last year, mm. and then yeah quickly change mm. you know yeah. yeah and then sort of the teasing of the going in and out of lockdowns and then yeah up until you know the start of this year so I feel like a lot of musicians weren't really confident in planning anything and a lot mm. of venues on the other side you know of the coin mm. were like well we can't open for you know x amount of people it's not worth us having a gig or whatever so mm. yeah really tough for musos um mm. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I feel like now we've got a bit more certainty with what we can do this year. Which is nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and knowing yeah. that you can go see live music again, you're like, oh, my God, yes, I miss mm. this. <laughs> so, yeah, hopefully we're open for, for good now. Um, mm. And, yeah, I think a lot of musicians just needed to see that consistency for a while because, you know, you start to plan mm. ahead and you look forward to things and then it gets taken away. So, um yeah, so I'm, I'm at the moment, I'm yeah, just enjoying seeing gigs again, mm. getting back into that kind of scene and, yeah, mm. definitely keen to play shows. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you have any upcoming gigs that people can see you at, potentially? Uh, not at this stage. Um, do you? <laughs> do you? Is this a plug in for our <laughs> event instead? Well, I guess we can... Yeah, would you like to step in for like three minutes? Okay. Oh, we'll be playing um, at the Workers' Club, as Caitlin mentioned, um, June the 1st, mm. um, supporting uh, Broad Spectrum Placebo with, um, alongside Gallagath. Mm-hmm. Um, then we're playing, well, we're playing a gig at Whole Lot of Love Bar, I think, on June 21st or something, was it? I don't know. Um, it's a so Tuesday or something. I don't remember. Got to consult the calendar. There's there's a lot there. But yeah, a couple of things here and there. But um, mm. no socks as as well. Like we've got our gigs coming up. Oh yeah, celebrating, we need to start promoting that. <laughs> celebrating, you know, the people that we've been able to meet through this podcast. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's really good. The first one is on the 29th. At of, the Workers Club. At the Workers Club. <laughs> the Workers Club. We'll be there Beautiful. in like three days. Like. 29th and then June 1st we'll be there (laughs) oh god hopefully they don't get sick of us hopefully not but yeah well that's there's that but that's uh as um someone once said on this podcast that's neither here nor there so yet (laughs) yet uh two weeks um but I think uh I don't really have much to say, actually. Uh, I guess the final thing, I guess, then is uh, do you have anything, Mm. any parting words you'd like to say to the viewers? Oh, parting words. It's Mm. not your last words, as I've famously (laughs) said (laughs) too many times. And even just, I mean, I'd I'd like to know where do you, um, you know, what are your dreams? Like, where do you ultimately, like, where do you want to go? And 
With music or just in life in general? Music, music <laughs> and life. Like what's... Yeah, what's the, what's and your, the plan? And your values and how do you... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'd love to be in a position where like the music is like a mm. full-time, you know, and I'd love mm. to travel, you know, outside of Australia mm. to play music. Like that would be awesome. I know mm. it's like a a long journey to get that stage. Mm. Right. Um, yeah. And yeah, it just requires a lot of sort of persistence for musicians to kind of know that things won't happen overnight. You know, even if we hear someone on the radio that we've never heard before, and they're like, oh, they're overnight success. They've actually had years and years of hard work. So I feel like, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, that would be awesome. Uh, I think once I kind of, yeah, get back into playing live shows again, I'm hoping that, yeah, just leads to more opportunities and more cool things like podcasts. Mm. I haven't really done a podcast before. Yeah. Never knew you could get a video podcast either. So that's a first for that too. Mm. Um, but, yeah, yeah. see what cool. happens. Yeah. Cool. This is, this is exciting. Maybe we'll have another episode when you're famous if you're not too... Um, arrogant and <laughs> difficult yeah. to catch. Yeah. Well, would you like to do the honors of wrapping this podcast episode up? Okay. No, I don't want to. I, I never, I never wrap up the episode. It's, it's not me. I can't say goodbye to anyone. Um, Just don't want me to go. Is that, is that what it is? You should honestly. You should see me on the phone. I say bye like twenty times. Oh no, one of those. <laughs> it's, it's pretty bad, especially with my dad. And my dad does the bye, 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 bye. And he does the fake echo. <laughs> you a bit of a tip there. It's like, Dad, I know you're right there with the phone. <laughs> yeah. And I, I can see him in person when he does it too. He's like, bye, This is like on video call. It's like, yeah. Oh, well, there's that. But there's also whenever he talks to anyone else, he does the same thing. Ah, so not just to you. Oh. All right. So, All right. Uh, bye. 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 Oh, Bye. No, <laughs> thank you. Thank oh. you so much for, for, for being with us. Thanks for thank having you. me. Yeah. 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 Well, I guess I'll try to wrap up the episode then. So this has <laughs> been episode 15 of No Socks. Uh, I've been your host, Pat. Joined by Kate Sith. Mm. I think I'm going to settle on that now because I okay. enjoy Pat, saying that Pat's going to call me Kate Sith. Um, and, um, you know, with our lovely guest, Liv Skull. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yay. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>